Welcome back to another playoff preview episode of Batting Around. We're just going to be kicking these out real fast, I guess. This week, or this, I shouldn't even say this week, today's episode uh, is about the White Sox. And we have from Means TV's Southpaws podcast, uh, Adam and Maurice. How's it going, guys? Going, going well. Never thought we'd be here. Never thought we'd be here. It took expanding the field to 16 teams for the White Sox to finally get to record a playoff episode. (laughs) Well, they're they're first in the division, though. We are first in the division, but it's more so the 60-game schedule where... We are only playing central division teams. That's that's what's got us in the playoffs this year. I think I think that that's helped. I mean, but I mean, you still had to play a bunch of games against the um, against the Twins and against Cleveland, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That still that's... means that it was an easy schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, sure, sure. And, and to be fair, also you do have to beat up on the smaller teams to get into the playoffs in any year. And the Sox this year absolutely decimated. The, the smaller teams, and that's something that other teams haven't been able to do. Yeah. Yeah, historically, I would say the Sox have gotten their fucking clocks cleaned in the AL Central for the past 10 years or so. Yeah. What, is, what has it been, 13 years? It's guess, 12 no, years. 12? 12 08? Yeah, 12. Yeah. So, yeah, I would yeah, say I think they that, lost like I think they lost like 13 games to the Twins last year or something. Yeah, in in the past, that's they the big thing was like, oh, the rebuild is working because like, look, we're like 42 and 20 and outside the division, and then we're just like fucking like five and hundred in the in the division. <laughs> yeah, so. but until last year, there wasn't like much competition at all, really, in the in the AL Central though. So like. You would I mean, think Detroit and, <laughs> and Kansas City were trash last year. Uh, you know, like really bad. Yeah. The worse Kansas City is, the worse the Sox play against them. Always, that's always. just that's even, just yeah. the fact. Even, no, the, I don't know. The Twins have some weird stuff going on with them too. Like yeah, they just get small yeah. balled by Kansas City all the time, and it's so it's so frustrating to watch. I don't I don't get well, it. Like even last year when the Twins had like a, a winning record against them. Like it's still like those losses just hurt so much. They were so hard to watch. That is honestly music to my ears because for the longest time it was Minnesota that small balled the hell out of the White Sox back when you guys. Well, were yeah, in the, the, the Piranha eras. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. those like really stupid, annoying teams where it's just yeah, just yeah. constant little like little just blooper singles and stuff nonstop. Non-stop. Yeah. Nick Punto. Yeah, I, was, oh, I was literally about just to scream Nick Punto. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those those days are gone. It's it's a completely different division now. It is. Like look at look at where these teams are now. Yeah. Yeah. They don't look anything like that. Yeah. But I mean the White Sox right now, like oh, is they thirty four and nineteen. Yep. Um <laughs> yeah, two games ahead of the twins with a week left. Uh like this it's gotta be it's gotta be a pretty fun time for you guys though. It's a it's a fun time. Um, you know, it, the season that we're in right now really just kind of zaps some of my energy that I have for it. But I gotta be honest, I mean, like, that energy does start to come back when I actually start watching the games. Um, and also, I personally, I mean, I, I have a lot of shit to say about this team, but ultimately, I have really, really high expectations for how we're gonna perform over the next uh, two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. To me, this season is uh, not a success. Um, because a, it should have happened last year, and right. the whole every signing, every person that is up from the minors, all of it should have happened last year. Yeah. But 
Um, so like it was, it was exactly our luck that you know they finally actually do what they have said they were going to do forever, and then it almost didn't even the season did almost didn't even happen. But my criteria for it being uh, worthy of me getting excited is they have to win the Cubs crosstown series uh the last season last series of the season and then they yeah. have to uh win a playoff series if they don't it's, do uh, that i'll still probably call it a dud is the is the cubs one at wrigley uh no it's at home we've already played at wrigley yeah okay okay yeah. so you so, did three it, against the cubs yeah before and they have to win four games they won two they won the series but they you you can't tie because the Cubs have it. It's this weird rule where if you tie, the tiebreaker goes to the person who already has the cup. So wait, there's a there's a cup? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Used, to, used to be sponsored by BP. I don't know. I can't remember if it still is or not. I think it still is. Yeah. But do, yeah. Do all the crosstown? No. No, it's just ours. And people cool. who people who try to pretend there there's a there's a segment of fans who try to pretend that the Crosstown Cup doesn't mean anything. It's not cool. It's not important. Those people are fucking losers, and Absolutely. they're lying. Absolutely. So it is. It is definitely. I. It is definitely one of the uh, most exciting. It's. It's easily the best Crosstown uh, like interleague series mm. by by a million miles. Like A's Absolutely. Giants, like sorta comes close, but it's it's not the A's same. A's Giants just recently um, made a trophy for theirs really? that's like right the yeah like last year yeah trophy um and i thought that was really weird and cool i had never fucking heard about your cup do do the new york teams do anything i don't know i mean i don't maybe. think there's been like i don't think there's been worthy enough competition for, for they try to pretend that that's a real interleague rivalry and we Called all know the subway we all series, know neither of them cares. yeah nobody gives a shit no. yeah <laughs> The, the but Cubs. yeah, no Cubs. Cubs. Uh, socks is the only thing I think in U.S. sports that approximates like a soccer derby. Like it is. It is <laughs> always there are always fights. There are always a lot of fights. Oh, yeah. People won't go. A lot of people. A lot of season ticket holders at this point sell the tickets because they don't like dealing with it. Um, I, mean, I think the Cubs fans get into fights just a lot. Like every time they go to Milwaukee, they end up like getting into fights. Like even their reporters. I think there was like a. Reporter I would love a to blame ago, it like, on the Cubs fans. Miller Park. I would love to blame it on the Cubs fans, but uh, I mean the Sox it's, fans do also. Yeah, every party is guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, so well, what you're saying it's a Chicago thing. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I think just everybody who watches baseball in Chicago. Uh, does uh, like to fight for various reasons. Hey, I <laughs> listen. I can't can't judge that at all. <laughs> now, I mean, I will say when Adam and I go to baseball games uh, in Chicago and we're passing a bottle of whiskey up and down the aisles, we usually make a lot of friends. There's no fighting going on then. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's one of those behaviors that's going to feel weird after COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Alcohol is the famous <laughs> preventer of fights. You're just going to have to pass it with, uh, like, a, a bottle of hand sanitizer, and then you just wipe it on the... Bro- <laughs> Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Little one pass. Just don't you dare backwash. I mean, you know, everybody, I feel like... I, I feel like before COVID, everybody was still pretty obsessive about, like, the whole, like, hold it above your mouth thing. Like, you know, yeah. I mean... I, I feel like that that's a very common thing. 
Yeah. I think we're still we're still we're still good. We can still we might pass we might still be able to do that. Buffets are gone forever, but we might still be able to pass around bottles of whiskey at, at Sox games. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about the Sox in a second, but we had some had some some breaking news here right before we started recording the show. John Heyman, Bitmoji American reporter, uh, has <laughs> has reported that um, Eraldis Chapman, uh, his appeal for his three-game suspension um, for throwing at Mike Brasso a couple weeks ago when the Yankees were playing the uh, the Rays, um, that the appeal will have to wait until 2021 because oh, there are no witnesses available to testify. Good God. Um, doing some sort of weird mob shit because <laughs> like, it was a televised game. <laughs> I saw that video, you know, five times myself. You know, he threw a 101 mile an hour fastball at his head, and it's clear as day. I volunteer as a witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I'd want to testify against Aroldis Chapman. No, personally. certainly not. Yeah, I mean, not like he has a precedent of like pointing fu- firearms at people that he disagrees with and firing yeah. them into the wall or anything like that. He's, he's not, he's not very. Um, kind to women historically no. <laughs> so i don't think i'd want to do that yeah uh but like, it's, it's so absolutely ridiculous so it's like yeah an issue involving availability of witnesses i'm, I'm so like confused because they was on tv yeah and they, they've had didn't they have they've had several scraps already this year like how like how did they not have issues with witnesses at that time like with like the A's and loriano like, what's the difference? And uh, Joe Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sergio Romo got one. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and Kelly and Romo, like, those guys didn't even fight anybody, and they didn't. Uh... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you I know, don't, yeah. So this you is, know that the silly. league loves some good, some good New York baseball, baby. Yeah. That's... No, they just they don't want uh, they don't want to hurt the Yankees whatsoever going into the playoffs, even though it's like they're gonna make it here. There's yeah. there's Johnson. not really any real risk and losing one reliever for three games like come on yeah the rest of the bullpen's yeah. great I, I'm seeing some talk on Reddit about how it's because the players and umpires have to quarantine for playoffs so they can't argue in person like I don't know I don't know the accuracy of this is I'm just reading the the Reddit thread but like why why wouldn't they just do it virtually if if that's the yeah, like the the federal government will do its will do court cases uh, right. and have people like testify over Zoom and shit, <laughs> but but MLB can't but make that happen. MLB. Like, good job MLB, uh, stellar, classy stuff as always. Good job. I've got some more breaking news. Okay. Um, the Braves have placed Cole Hamels on the ten day injured list. It's good timing for that. Excellent you know, timing. You know, I know I'm about to like say like you like co- try to come across as like a baseball authority in a few minutes here, but I did not realize Cole Hamels was even on the Braves. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I think he, I think he made like one start. Okay. Um, because he was injured before, and I guess now he's injured again. I don't like to see him injured, but I do like to not see him pitch as a Brave. That is. That is a that is a favorite activity of mine personally, not watching him <laughs> pitch as a brave. So, yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not so missing it's, much. It's three point one innings pitched, ADRA. So three point one. That's brutal. <sighs> That's too bad. That's too bad. What a um, storied career as yeah. uh, for with with a with a franchise. Yeah, <laughs> we can get back into some 
into the White Sox now, I think. I think that covers our news news for the day. We've only been, you know, away from podcasting for a whole day. So there hasn't been a ton of news built up. Um, let's talk about the White Sox again. Yeah, I'm really enjoying uh, being a fly on the wall of the three of y'all's, like, NL Central banter. <laughs> AL Central, AL Central yes. banter. Maybe How one of both. Dare you. It's not NL. a correct NL bias comes through It's not again. a batting around podcast if I don't get objectively get something objectively incorrect. First off, yeah, if, yeah. Last time you said that Jackie Robinson was number twenty four. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you to fucking Close. cut that out, and you left it in. I absolutely <laughs> left that in. Not only that, I clipped it, and I'm probably going to post it as a promotion. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Steven, this is what you. This is what happens if you decide you don't want to be the person who edits or sets <laughs> things up. Like I don't. Let I, I else do this. Do to, I do this to Maurice all the time. Just oh, yeah. ask Maurice. Oh, I, yeah. Every. I definitely. I. I try to make mistakes that he makes as bold as possible, and then mine just. Absolutely. I don't even know where they are. I don't no. remember saying that. That definitely wasn't on the tape. There was a time when we first started the podcast, and like before I was in school full time again, and I told Adam, I'm like, hey, I can edit some things now. And he's like, nope, nope, I got it. I'm going to take care of it every day. He just wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> that's, that's my move right now, too. Yeah. I'm like, I have the most time. I don't have a job. Let me just, I'll just do it. I'll I know I say this, you know the, it's to make the dumbest things. Yeah. So like I have to have the editing control. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, All right. uh, there is no power struggle here because I'm at my, at my core, a lazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, right. White Sox, the, White the White Sox. The White Sox. Yeah. We got, we got a week left here. You've yeah. got a series against Cleveland another one against Chicago. Uh, is that correct? I think you just did your yeah, series four, against the Reds. Four against Cleveland, which are happening. It just happened. Jose Ramirez just hit a three-run shot off of Dane Dunning uh, in the first. So, um, yeah, and then we got three against the Cubs to, fi- to yeah. finish it off. And if you maintain your spot at the top of the uh, AL Central, which it looks like it'll, that'll probably happen. There's not that much time left. Uh, it looks like you're going to be <laughs> lined up to, to play Cleveland. Um, again, no. after that. Here's the thing about uh, Cleveland. Obviously, they've got a really good pitching staff. I mean, I think it's the number one ERA in baseball, or at least in uh, uh, the American League. The thing mm-hmm. is that I've been kind of like trying to keep uh, track of is Shane Bieber and when he's going to start. Because I, I can't remember, I'm, the last time I checked was a couple days ago, and he was on pace to start the last game of the season for Cleveland, which is Sunday. 27th playoffs start the 29th so if the Sox and Cleveland play each other that first round there's a there's a chance that we they'll don't... rest him but, but if they have to use him they... to get in yeah that, that's exactly it. I mean they're right yeah because they're like borderline wild card yeah. right they're two yeah. games up on they're two games up on the Blue Jays right now um the Mariners are four games below the Blue Jays um so uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I imagine they'll just be watching the Blue Jays right now, but I, I don't, I don't see but, that happening. But aren't they like, aren't they two games uh, up for the last wild card spot? I thought. No, 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 no. They've got the number seven spot right now. They're two games above the Blue Jays, who have the number eight spot. Okay, so when I when I formulated all this math, um, they I think they were fighting for the eighth spot. <laughs> you, were num- you were looking at yeah. number eight. I was really excited about that. Uh, so yeah, well I guess that, no. that happened. Damn it! And a lot could still change in a couple days. 
It's true. Yeah, if it's, it's two games. Yeah, if it's two games. A couple things can happen, and we'll see what. I mean, it's important to see how they they play against the the White Sox in these next couple of games too. I am surprised to hear that Cleveland is doing that well because I I mean I haven't really been following them super closely um, outside of like we haven't even really played them. Well, I I mean we've we've played them a bit, and I I don't think we've had any trouble with them if I remember right. Um, And then you know. They seem to be selling off their team while they're playing. So yeah, yeah that makes um, no they, fucking sense to me. They got the rid 16, of Clevenger at the trade deadline. The sixteen right, game yeah. shit is like clearly made for teams like Cleveland that want to just fucking phone in. Uh, right. And then, Every single and then year. Just, yeah. Yeah. And like that's the thing with Cleveland's like little run that they've had here. Is no offense, Jane. It has been extremely twins esque uh, from the last decade, <laughs> where like they yeah, basically yeah. just rode like one really good pitcher and like a so- like their team isn't like the yeah. composition isn't the same, but it's like kind of the same thing where like the whole time they're telling you like they're gonna stop. And then totally of like the Terry <laughs> Ryan era of the Twins, though. Yeah, not yeah. The, not the last couple. Like years the whole time, they're like, "Well, we're just gonna end this." Like every year, they keep going to the playoffs. They keep like doing okay. Well, I mean, they, they just do as much as they can to like yeah. make like like a, an eighty-nine win team. Like right, you know, as little as, as little as they need to do to do. Which that. has what's been so frustrating about the White Sox, like at least especially last, like I, so. Last year, I watched maybe three games of the White Sox because I was so over it. Like, I was so over this shit because that's the thing is Cleveland's been running at the top and they're not even trying. (laughs) So, like, it's like you couldn't even, like, at least put together Cleveland's team. Like, because that doesn't seem hard. Like, and so, like, that's – so last year, yeah, last year I legitimately didn't even watch because I was like, I was like, fuck this, like, I, I need to watch this shit for like, and like they're punting yet again. I don't need to watch it. And to go back to what Adam was saying earlier about, well, the Sox could have just done what they're doing this year. They could have done it last year. I mean, they could have signed Keiko last year. Could have signed Grandal last year. Robert Luis Robert probably should have been up last year. Magical could have maybe came up last year. Like a lot of the shit that's going right for the Sox this year is are things that they absolutely could have done last year and mm-hmm. um you know i mean it's a bewilderment that they didn't do it yeah and then yeah, not like, to mention the guys that they missed out on like machado right oh god i remember that yeah no there was yeah. like what like in the the lead up to you know uh last season like the pre like before last season there was in the off season there was um <laughs> the white Sox fans were Dude. all like all there wanted people, like Machado or Harper so bad. There were people who made Machado White Sox jerseys three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like That's like wild. this was like supposed to be like this was allegedly such a fucking foregone conclusion that like this was the plan. Like okay, like we're gonna plug and and I don't want to discount because last year they did they ended up putting um they ended up putting uh what's his face um uh. Alonso? Yon Mankata. They ended up putting Yon Mankata at third, which is where they were going to put Manny. And, I mean, I would say Yon has turned into, like, this year he did have COVID, and, like, there appears to be some sort of, like, power drain that that has caused him. Um, Or at least, like, that's what the the line has become. Um, And I would say Mankata turned into one of the top, 
at least third oh, uh, third Absolutely. baseman in the league for sure. Like, yeah. last year he had a great season. Yeah, he put almost a six-win season. Defensively much better than he was at second. At second he, was, he had terrible footwork on double plays, just really didn't have a lot of range. And just it, I, he really wanted to play it. Like, because the, the Red Sox, when they called him up, before we got him uh, in this Chris Sale trade, they played him at third uh, for like a yeah. stretch. I think like a forty-game stretch, and he really didn't like it, and he really wasn't very good at it. And uh, I, he he just I don't know if somebody sat sat him down and had a hard talk with him, or he just likes the, he likes the White Sox a lot better than he likes the Red Sox. But yeah, he's been great. Uh, not as much this year, which has been you know kind of sad because he's he seems like a pretty cool and exciting player i mean he's like a switch he's like a switch hitter yeah. uh like i said on the stream he's like built like a fucking brick shit house uh <laughs> and so like yeah. i mean he yeah so we've noticed i've kind of yeah, gotten yeah. over the man we talked about him plenty on our um hottest roster 2020 yeah oh yeah how do you feel about be the white Sox being christened the hottest team in baseball they're very hot. They're very hot. I do have to. I do. I will use this moment to uh, bitch about uh, my my biggest pet peeve in uh, in baseball Twitter, which is straight men uh, pretending to be gay or whatever it is, like talking about attractive men. Right. Um, and that, but they are right about the White Sox. <laughs> like I do have to listen to that a lot in my White Sox chats, and like I'm I'm like okay <laughs> enough with it because I'm like, well, they are right, so. It's, they're really, they're really excited to show you how totally cool and chill they are, and comfortable uh, saying dudes are hot. And yeah, they're, they're oh, just really yeah. excited to show that. It's off. the worst thing in the world, but they they are yeah. right when they mm. like the people in my White Sox chats when they do it. They are at least like correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not like not like all the not like all the dudes who are like all the straight dudes pretending to be thirsty for Aaron Judge. I'm like, no. He's, <laughs> he's just good. You like him because he's good. You don't like him because he's not. Yeah. Like, he's not like, it's it's okay to just like the man as an athlete. You don't have to, like, performatively but, say you would suck his dick dry. Like, because <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, and I, and I suck dick, so... <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I would say I would I I am hard pressed to think of a team like full of uh stylish, cool, young uh yeah. uh guys as the White Sox. Uh and and so like they they all like pop the shirts open and they all like are pretty good looking. They're all pretty stylish. Like Tim Jimmy Anderson Cordero's like cool uh rolled up sleeve. Yeah. Thing. Like Tim That's Anderson's like I don't know if he's trying to launch a modeling career, but he has modeled, and everything he posts on Instagram and Twitter does appear that he's, like, trying to, like... I don't know what kind of... Like, he hasn't gone, like, full... Like, he clearly is very influenced by the NBA because he's a big basketball player, and, like, he didn't start playing until he was 16... He didn't start playing baseball until he was 16 years old. That is fucking wild. I just learned that the other day. Yeah, Yeah. it's, it's insane. I mean, he's just... He's such a gifted athlete. And, I mean, what's even wilder he got drafted well he got drafted out of community college um 
So he played about four years of organized baseball and then got drafted. <laughs> um, and then was that called up almost immediately by the White Sox. Um, yeah, that was really quick. So, so, yeah, but, yeah, he kind of has this, like, thing where he's kind of trying to do, like, the NBA, like, you know, like all those guys, like, now, like, the instant they get drafted, like, like, setting up a personal brand and all that. So, like, he's sort of doing that, but he does, like, he's done some modeling for, like, Adidas and stuff. So, yeah, he's I saw a thing where, like, he has, he has, like, a photographer at the game. Like a guy who, uh, like, oh, photo, photo genocide, photo yeah, yeah, genocide, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is honestly probably pretty good for the sport. Poor guys should probably be engaging in that kind of thing. Like, it seems to be what draws people in. Tim, ha- Tim has definitely been told by people that they hate baseball, and he's even said he hates baseball himself. So, like, yeah, he's definitely taken it to heart and like done something about it. So, baseball, baseball ben. has. Tim Anderson has said on numerous occasions that baseball is fucking boring. It has to change. And it's absolutely true. The culture of baseball, baseball, the way that it's always been, it's fucking boring. Like, why like, is, why would I watch that when there's so much other shit out there to watch and enjoy where the players are not policed like there's fucking cops uh, in the league? You know what I'm saying? Well, like he, like he got suspended last season. Yeah. For uh, calling... you know, after, like, he got thrown at. Can I can I curse on this podcast? Am I Absolutely. Is it that that whole thing like him being him being suspended for calling Wade Keller a bitch ass fucking nigger was the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life? And like that yeah. that to me is it just epitomized exactly why like guys like Tim Anderson don't like fucking baseball because like shit like that happens. Can you imagine like something yeah. like that happened in the NBA? Bringing oh, in, God. like, yeah, there's big bringing in Fox News stuff. Like, well, why can they say it? Like, it was, it was, yeah, it was so ridiculous. Unbelievable. After he was the one that, like, got thrown at. Yeah. And <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And also, uh, to go back to the Sox being the, the, the best looking team in baseball, that's absolutely true. Um, not only is it their God given physical looks, but sort of going off of the, the stylish and the fashion thing, they got dripped unlike anybody else in that league yeah. nobody nobody else is hanging chains the way that these guys are you'll see some guys like they'll got like the one small chain like a lot of pitchers do it but these guys have like fucking 40 pounds of gold just hanging off their <laughs> any, any given game. it's awesome it's so hot it looks yeah. so good yeah <laughs> yeah they uh they also like going along kind of with the tim anderson the gold thing uh what is very cool so um so yeah so so I know this, I'm not going to say who it is because I do want to protect their anonymity or whatever. But basically, I do know that after Chris, the Chris Sale era, when Chris Sale was running the clubhouse, um, they they moved on. They, they moved on in the marketing of the team and they moved on in clearly the attitudes of the team because Jose, it became Jose Abreu's clubhouse for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because Chris Sale had like negative style like that. That, that tattoo that he has on his torso and shit, like, just uh, awful. Awful. Like, he's, like, he's very, um like, misanthropic, but, like, not in a funny way. Like, right. in just, like, a, like, like he it's just seems a like a serial... He seems like a serial killer, like, to be yeah. honest. Um, which is, like, fine if you don't want to deal with the media, but, like, he, like, seemed, yeah, real weird about it. But Anyways. he was, like, an enforcer in the clubhouse, too, though, so it wasn't, he, like... 
Yeah. It wasn't a thing where like where it was like, oh, he's kind of like a weird loner or something, like with like mm-hmm. you know, like Granky is kind of like where it's just like, oh, we yeah. got this kind of weirdo who doesn't like to talk to people over here, but instead, like, it's just like, no, this guy is like actively bringing everything down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the infamous Jersey incident was like kind of the highlight right. of it, but yeah, like, um, so I do know, like, I, this has been verified that Chris Sale and LaRoche and Adam Eaton. We're dragging down everybody's attitudes uh, in a possibly, like, like, not even possibly, a probably incredibly racist way. Um, but the instant they got rid of those guys, they were, like, all on board with this, like, low White Sox thing and, like, getting back into the South Side thing, um, which, you know, I, I have seen it come, I have seen this come up. I would like it also possibly the Pirates of the Caribbean intro, uh, Heavily leans on South Side stereotypes, uh, so like a lot of there's like union masks and people are welding and shit in it and <laughs> fucking rules. Yeah. Um, it's like the old promo video from like 08 ish era. Um, I think I and, saw that when I was at. Oh, oh it, they used it for a really ago. long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they, um, they were still using that. I think in, they must have been in 2015. Because I remember, uh, I remember specifically, like seeing that and going, "Oh, that's interesting." You were just there on Welder Appreciation Night. I might have, yeah. might have just been <laughs> Welder Appreciation. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, so like this team kind of like took on this like identity of like I mean they were losing, so like obviously they had to come up with something to make us all like them. Um, but they all did seem to genuinely like each other, and they kept saying that. And like Yolmer Sanchez, who is back, I'm very glad he's back. Won a Gold Glove last year. Not the greatest bat, whatever. He's fine. He he's you know he he is he he's good. I'm glad he's back uh, to get to right. go on the playoff run with everybody because it was yeah. kind of unfair. He won the Gold Glove, left to go to Giants. Did nothing yeah. really panned out, and then they released him and he, we we took him back because we kind of needed a bench bat. He's a switch hitter, obviously great glove. Yeah. Um, so like those guys like had this like culture they were building, which was really cool, where they all like genuinely seemed to like each other and then that kind of culminated for me at least uh on opening day you know when people were kneeling tim anderson kneeled but also jose obreu and eloy and yeah uh robert uh luis robert all kneeled with him and like uh jose said like after because he said he was like he's the captain of the team so he has to do it like he has to join uh with tim so i thought that was very cool which chris sale would Absolutely not have done sure. that. No, no, no question about it. I, I, will, I mean, that was a really cool moment. I just got to put this out there. Um, the a lot of most, I mean, a lot of guys did kneel. Some guys, like I think Richie Ritteria, the manager, uh, I think he was standing. He had his like hand on uh, Timmy's shoulder, or something like that. I just want to say like that, that whole thing that that was going on for a while, where like half the team would kneel or like a few players with Neil and then they'd have guys mm-hmm. like standing up like that. That shit just is weird as fuck. And it just was yeah. very unnecessary to me. Uh, it honestly pissed me off even watching it because it's like this very faux allyship of like, oh, I don't agree with you enough to disrespect the flag, but I'm going to like put my hand on your shoulder. Like, fuck that. But yeah. um, to go back to like the bond that the Sox are having, like me and Adam actually met Yomer Sanchez uh, at Sox Fest a couple years ago. And he is, he legitimately seems like a cool ass dude. Like, I think he, he was like on his way out, like rushing out, and he took a picture with us anyway. And then mm-hmm. also to like hear 
Jomer Sanchez and Moncada and uh, I think Luis Robert was maybe up there too. Like when they were doing mm-hmm. like the Q and A in the auditorium and shit. Like they they seem like a group of guys that can bond really really well. Mm-hmm. It, it's cool to watch. They do seem like I mean it seems like a really like a team that's having a, a lot of fun and does like each other. Yeah, <laughs> like you were saying, like it really really does. We'd also be remiss if we did not mention Lucas Giolito, who did also kneel while in the bullpen because uh, he was the opening day starter who last year obviously blossomed into what we were supposed to get for, you know, out of this, like, Eaton trade. Uh was, like, mm-hmm. one of the – who else? We got Dunning and then Basabe and and then and Lopez. So, like, he's, like, really the only one who's turned into much because Ronaldo Lopez, like, probably needs to be made a reliever. They keep not doing it. Um, but – uh, and then Dunning obviously is pitching tonight and has been pitching pretty well until uh, possibly tonight. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Jerry's still out, but Giolito is obviously an awesome dude. He's talked about yeah, his, very much so. Um, his friendship with Tim Anderson, like his wife, uh, like put on blast like some. Uh, some other player's wife who was like being racist in a DM with Tim Anderson's wife, and like they both like bla- put her on blast. Um, so like it's just like it is. It does genuinely seem like everybody in the clubhouse. It's like they're on board, and if you're not, they kind of like force you out. And even like even guys like um like uh we have a this like fourth outfielder um uh Adam uh Angle. shit what's his last name Angle. Angle. Who you may have seen, he makes like a lot of flashy catches. Uh, he, uh, he was like, yeah, two years ago he made like, uh, he was like making the st- like all these stat cast ones, uh, you know, that were like, like the, yeah, whatever. And um, and even Adam Angle, like Adam Angle, got called up on the same day as Moncada, and Jose Abreu drove to go pick up go pick them both up and Eaton didn't realize he was going to get picked up but like Jose Abreu was like getting a car and Adam <laughs> Eaton is like an incredibly conservative guy but I think like it's even just like enough that like somehow they figure out how to mesh it all and it's pretty cool I mean I don't have hope that Angle is like woke now but like he's possibly <laughs> at least learned to shut his fucking mouth like <laughs> that's all it takes, that's all it takes. Which is like so, you know, I mean, when you think about a workplace, like if you are part of the, a great union, like that's I really think what the best a lot of people should expect is you just get everyone to shut their mouth if I, they're not down with it. If we're being honest, I would rather work with a conservative white dude who shuts his mouth as opposed to a loud mouth white dude who claims to be an ally. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. <laughs> They clinch their they clinch their spot. They're almost certainly going to take the AL uh, Central. Um, going into the playoffs here, like, what like questions do you have around this team about like <laughs> for for the playoffs? Like, or what do, what are you, what are your concerns here? One thing in? I one thing I'm really concerned with is will Ricky Renteria finally drop Mazzara and just put Adam Engel in right field full time? Because Adam Engel he's shown that he can hit lefties. Um, he's shown that he's not good against righties, but at the same time, no more Mazzara isn't good against anyone. Except this year, he's 
Uh, Mazzara, really, like, Mazzara hit a home run yesterday. He did hit a home run <laughs> yesterday. That's right. <laughs> he got a home run. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I think Abreu has a higher on-base percentage than No More Mazzara's OPS. Like, which is absurd <laughs> to me. And the thing is, so, yeah, no, they have been platooning them, platooning them. But what I'm saying is, like, I don't want No More Mazzara playing, like, starting any of the games. Because right. when he's in the game, he doesn't give you a bat. He's, I guess, a decent outfielder, maybe. Like, he's not great, definitely. But Adam Engel, even if he's not giving you something with the bat, he's got a great defense out there in right field. I don't want to see Nomar Mazzara starting any games against a lefty, against a righty. I don't want to see him on the field unless it's, like, a must-need. Somebody, like, broke their leg and he has to pinch it. That's the only time I want to see him on the field in the playoffs. Yeah, I would say, yeah, the Mazzara. Like, I think Ricky, in general, I know... People are kind of conflicted on him. Like, I don't really, to be honest, if you asked me to describe Rick, Ricky Renneria's, like, management style, I couldn't tell you. Um, this is easily the first good team he's ever coached in his life. And I think, like, his his whole, like, selling point is that he's, like, this, like, great developmental guy. Um. And, like, this is obviously the year, I think, kind of, like, where they make this decision. Like, if they, uh, ironically, if they if they uh, do the whole thing that the Cubs did with him uh, when he was with the Cubs, where they go, oh, well, actually, we could get, like, a good manager <laughs> and <laughs> that, like, so knows funny. how to manage, like, a championship team instead of, <laughs> like, uh, instead of just, like, be a good camp counselor (laughs) um so yeah i would agree that i think um ricky has shown like a really strange bullpen management philosophy um which i would say like if you had to ask me going in um the pitching like the the bullpen has been very strong as of late like the past uh two weeks or so i think they're like a sub two era and like Mm-hmm. Like batting average against is like a below 200 or something like that. Like very good. Um, they're getting back Aaron Bummer, who's who's having a pretty good season. Um, well, they're in theory. He's been hitting hitting his milestones or whatever you know whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and he's been he's been good. Um, you know, obviously there's um, you mentioned Jimmy Cordero who. Ricky has a lot of faith on. I would say that would be the culmination of these two things. Is Ricky loves Jimmy Cordero for some reason, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I don't know if he realizes that he's like more of an innings eater guy, <laughs> like for sure. And what I don't know if he understands what being an innings eater means. He just uh, puts him into like too high leverage of positions. Uh, he does, and he uses him. So he uses times. him a lot. He All uses him a lot. There was yeah, like he's, a played, weeks he's played in 22 games already. Uh, or wait, no, no, I'm sorry. He's played in 26 games oh, already. This, like uh, half this the fucking, over half the season. Yeah, there yeah, was, yeah, yeah. There was a point, I think, it's at, within the last couple weeks where he pitched in like eight out of nine days or something like that. It was absolutely Yeah, it was like, I think, he used yeah. Him seven, I think he used him seven straight days in a row. And he's not a guy that. And he's not a guy that's gonna. That's like. It's not like. Oh, he only pitched eight pitches yesterday. No. No. Yeah. It's always. It's it's always an adventure. Um, yeah. So like they keep telling us Rodon, Carlos Rodon is gonna be back. They've been saying that since I feel like last year. Um, 
so so fun fact about Carlos Rodon is um is he's from Raleigh. He went to NC or NC State, um, which is where I am. I'm in Raleigh Durham. And so I've talked to a lot of people and allegedly, according to people who went to high school and college with Carlos Rodon, he does not work out. Like he literally does not lift weights. It's yeah. it's the, the the Kenny Powers. <laughs> like I'm not trying yeah. to be the best at exercising. He is. He's <laughs> and so what has Carlos Rodon's career been? Weird fucking injuries because you you don't work out. Like it's right. always like stuff like where it's like, oh, like he strained his bicep. Like it's like it, like what the fuck is that? So um, Rodon can be a very dominating pitcher. Um, like I mean I. I've been in. I went to an Oakland start that he was at, and I mean, if he gets the slider working and the fastball and his location, like yeah, he can be a great pitcher. Have I seen him throw a lot of great pitches over the past four years? No, not at all. <laughs> so I, what I have seen is him ignore his newborn and play fucking Twitch, uh, play video games on Twitch. <laughs> That's what I've seen most of him. Uh, he appears to be like also like very overweight at this point. So I would say I don't know if people are holding out. I've seen some people holding out for Rodon. This is my message. Don't hold out for Rodon. <laughs> <laughs> he's not worth it. He's not worth it. Don't do no, it. No, he's not going to do it. Uh, so What about like, the rotation? How are you feeling about the, the rotation then? Because we've been talking about the bullpen a lot here. I, I, so I think it's going to be really interesting because the playoffs this year, there's no off days. Um, right but, until I think until the World Series, right? Yeah, yeah. So Jesus, that yeah, that's seven kind of, doing like a seven game series for the for yeah. the CSs. <laughs> that's with no off days. It's absurd. Um, so yeah. I think that is gonna hurt some people. I think it's gonna hurt the Sox because uh, the back end of the rotation is such a big question mark. I mean, right now there's Giolito, he's dope. Keiko, he's dope. Yep. And then it's like Cease doesn't really give up a lot of runs, but he also doesn't give you a lot of innings at all. Um, sure. And then there's Dane Dunning, who before tonight uh, was pitching pretty well. So I, I mean, I feel I feel confident um, in the wild card series. Um, I think that we should be able to handle that series fairly well um, with the starting pitching. But mm-hmm. after that, I mean, I just. It, I'm not. I'm not a huge. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of faith in it. I think the one thing that might save us is the fact that the bullpen, um, at times this year, has been really good. Um, so hopefully that'll even things out with the starting rotation. But outside of Giolito and Keiko, um, and then Dunning, maybe I'm just. I, I don't really know. I'm not. I have a. I'm not confident. So like where the pitching kind of comes into play, and this does come into play too with the with the position players but I, I like my complaint in general this year with the Sox has been that I don't see <clears throat> I don't see a lot of um I don't see a lot of like they keep telling us that there's been this kind of like organizational philosophy change um and I don't see it I see a lot of like the classic Sox uh ideas going on and that you know that, that's fine so basically what I'm saying is is like I don't see them as an organization like the Dodgers or the Red Sox or the, even the Cubs or um, or the Cardinals, like where they top down have developed like a whole uh, forty, like they have a full forty man roster, and I think at this point, like that is very much like how the playoffs are played. 
can you like win without it? I'm sure. Um, but like, cause Cleveland's obviously gone very far, like not really having a super deep 40 man. Right. But like if the, if now the playoffs are an extra round, like I just don't see teams that don't have enough guys to do what the Dodgers do winning. Like, I think like, I just don't see how you could string together like that many hot games yeah. in a row. You might, you might have, you might be able to like capitalize on the chaos of the short, shortened um, series. But then right. as soon as, but then as soon as you get to like these, the, the like the seven game series or the five game series, whatever, where there's no days off, especially yeah, like then, then you're going to get like punished for not having that depth. Yeah, so yeah, like absolutely. I would say that's very much where the Sox are at, and that's very much where the Sox have always been at, and that's what I'm disappointed about. And like I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade, uh, but like I I did rain on my own parade, like thinking about that, and it's like yeah, like 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 Maurice was saying, <clears throat> Dunning, he struggles through games. Like I mean, he's gonna give you five innings of like the wild like some wild baseball where he's like a young guy who's basically can only blow it by people because he, he doesn't have any commands right yeah and, and he can't he especially can't really throw his uh his off-speed pitches very well no. and so i mean like every batter he's going like seven eight pitches on <laughs> so yeah you can't put him away. um yeah you just can't put guys away and so I think, yeah, you're going to get punished when you don't have like a team like the, the against a real team, like say the Dodgers, just for instance, um, where it's like, oh, like they, we hit the playoffs, like now we're putting guys from the rotation into the bullpen because we're just so stocked. And so like we can just like keep throwing guys who know how to get through an entire lineup like at you. And like I just I don't see that from the Sox. Yeah. I mean, not like there yet. No, I mean, I. There is, so I will say one thing, um, that this is more of a small caveat. Um, we got, we drafted uh, Garrett Crochet this year um, mm-hmm. in the 2020 draft, and they just brought him up, uh, and now he's going to be in the bullpen. I think it'll be yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they use him uh, for the final few games of the season. Um, he's got like a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, um, a decent slider, I think. And, I mean, I guess the, the question is, how is he going to adjust, obviously, to the big leagues? Because, obviously, there's there's no minor leagues for him. So Yeah, he hasn't I, played a single minor league game. It's just, yeah. like, alternative training site shit. Yeah, exactly. So, it, he's pitched a couple innings. He's looked good so far. I would really I really want to see Ricky bring him in in a big situation at some point throughout this next week. Because yeah. if he, could, he could be such a big weapon in that playoffs. Um, especially if he could go like one or two or maybe even three innings or whatever the fuck it may be, it would be really good, I think, for Ricky to bring him in uh, in a high leverage situation to close out this week. The issue, or at least one of the issues with that for me, is that I think Ricky sometimes shows a propensity to not want to do things that are too against the grain, and kind of I think he may be a little formulaic at times, and so I think that it's very much against the formula to have a young guy who you just drafted come into a season at the end of it and then start using him in high level situations. I, I kind of don't see Ricky doing that. Um, and that kind of concerns me because I feel like he should at least give him a shot in that role. 
Yeah, because if we're going to do anything this year, we got to just embrace this. The Sox, like the 05 run, it was just Team of Destiny shit. And, like, <laughs> that's that's the only way the Sox are ever going to win us. <laughs> the what? <laughs> and the, go the what Sox team? The what Sox? And what, what, what one is that? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the, this. The what? I don't remember this. The what? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, White Sox? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah what did they yeah, do? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so, uh, the only, the, you know, speaking of fucking deep, deep-ass bullpens being the only way to win a, uh, a World Series, uh, probably the last time we'll ever see, uh, four straight complete games to, uh, win a playoff series, uh, yeah. which, you know, yeah. is, is, is legitimately probably one of the most, uh, impressive feats but like that's what I'm saying is like that that's the Sox. We, we just it's like they have to just roll the dice like that they're the team of destiny. <laughs> so like we don't really have a plan outside of that. That brings me to my my I I, I really I really want to ask this fucking awful question that everybody always gets asked. But like, what what teams what team are you most scared of, and what team are you least scared of? Looking at this bracket. Um, for me, man, that, that is, uh, I've been, I've been pondering this, like, honestly, for weeks, ever since it was clear that the Sox were going to the playoffs. Um, I, I know that this has been a popular answer of late, is to say the Yankees, because they're getting healthier. Um, and, I mean, that is fair. Um, but... I think another thing that I'm kind of I've been really worried about is actually Cleveland, and the reason is because you know there's an old mantra in baseball that good pitching beats good hitting, and the Sox have shown sometimes this year that they can be shut down by really good pitching. Well, and in Cleveland, Cleveland just has like nothing but extremely good pitching, and then like occasionally like you know a couple guys that can carry it when their offense is good. Like that's that's what it, that's when they do get scary. So like in a in a short in a small sample size, like Cleveland, I I, I agree with you. Like Cleveland is like in a small sample size can be the, the scariest team on here. Yep. Yep. In a way. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, you know what's really weird is, I would say like the two teams I'm honestly like, kind of the scared 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 most scared of. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with scariest. Um, scariest of um uh is like teams like the rays and the a's and because like it's just like and and the yankees obviously i mean just because they always win but i i am always just scared when the Sox play teams that are actually like well constructed because they seem to always they they will always we always lose against the a's first off so like especially i mean like yeah, if we go to Oakland, always, uh, it's always a, a losing effort. So if we get the A's, like just, I mean, just purely for superstitious reasons, I don't want the A's. Um, yeah. Which you know, I mean, maybe the, the you know the A's have their own superstition that they can't win the in the playoffs. So it's going to be a real immovable force. Uh, I will be thrilled there. if the A's somehow manage to win a fucking wild card round. <laughs> it would be cool. Yeah, I would be happy for them. Yeah, for sure. Because cool yeah. um, the A's are kind of like spiritual. Uh, we are spiritually connected. We have very similar teams, I would say. They're, in a, they are in the, a lot of ways. They are the lesser. Well, the fandoms. The fandoms are, are similar. The Not way lesser, that the teams but... are constructed, absolutely 
different. <laughs> yeah, okay, but, yeah. So okay, I got you. <laughs> the, they're the, the small, they're the little between, brothers. They're the little brothers in a in a two city city. Yeah, the dynamic between city. the, yeah. the A's yeah. and the yeah. Giants is very similar to the dynamic between yeah, the very much White Sox and yeah. the Cubs. I got you. Cool. For sure. Do we have uh, Do we have any other final thoughts here before we before we wrap this up? Like I said, I'd like to take what you guys think about the off season as well. Like the team made some moves to secure Grandal and these other guys who have really made a big difference this year. Should have done it earlier. Um, but as, as ownership indicated that they're still willing to spend, like if, if a, a super contract came along, would they take that on right now, you think? Or is this rolling no. to see kind of piecemeal things? Never. No, absolutely they, not. This was the this not. was the big thing. This was it. <laughs> yeah. This, this, that's all you're yeah. getting. Jerry's yeah. already talking about how much money he lost. Yeah. They, they said that last off season, they're like, this is your birthday and Christmas present. Yeah, Jerry Reinsdorf, he's oh, done one of these ones before. The last one, what, 2010? Is that the last one that we got? Something like that, yeah. And it was like Adam Dunn, and then they restructured Pruszynski's contract, and then they restructured Canerco. <laughs> Yeah, and I think Burley too at the same time. Dude, I and, hate looking at the AJ Pruszynski cutout every time I watch a Sox game. Oh like, man, God, I mean, you know AJ is. I ours. know, we, yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, like good, you, you can have him. Oh but. wow, wow, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, Jerry. I mean, that is a lot of the other. That's that. That is honestly like the biggest thing to me that I'm like kind of bummed. Like knowing's partially. I mean, they are expanding the playoffs. Apparently, this nonsense forever. So yeah. I, I'll just stop watching baseball. I guess or There's something. Even less, <laughs> yeah, stop caring. Even less of a reason to try. Just stop, right stop caring. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, like that was kind of the 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 sour taste of it all. Was like, oh wow, we made it into the short season and we didn't really try and. You know, you're not going to keep trying. Yeah, likely. Listen, at least your team would have made it to the postseason if it weren't expanded. Some of us, uh. some, some of us don't have that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, we could be like the Phillies and spend a lot of money, and I would be happy with that, and then I'd be upset that we stink. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I will. Uh, like, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no! Go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was just gonna insult the Phillies and Stevens' uh, uh, <laughs> horribly, horribly fucked up relationship. I'm wearing an A's them, hat go, today ahead, for for the <laughs> listeners who can't see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do always enjoy insulting the Phillies, just to be clear about that. Yeah. Um, but um, I um, think um, as far as like the Sox spending money moving forward, um, as Adam and I said, yeah, that's a resounding no. Um, I think that. You know, Steve Stone is uh, is our analyst uh, for the TV announcers, and he's on Twitter all the time. And I love uh, watching his tweets because he's just so blatant and just he just he has no he holds no mercy uh, with these fans. And someone suggested something about uh, the Sox spending money this off season, and Steve Stone was just like, "Yeah, keep dreaming, buddy." So if, <laughs> if even if even Steve fucking Stone is coming on Twitter telling Sox fans, Steve's that we a huge he's a propagand he is a propagandist he's oh, he's absolutely. a great account but he is a propagandist for sure yeah, for the yeah, team. It's like when Cleve, Cleveland's front office I think I think it was on the Dolans even said like uh, people are asking like oh, are you gonna re-sign uh, Lindor 
and uh, they were just like, enjoy them while you can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, just fucking brutal. Oh, man. I, that, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I think, I think the best thing that the Sox uh, are going to get from the front office is after the big ticket free agents are signed, then it comes out that, oh, the Sox offer the most money. You know that's what happened with Manny that's a, Machado. That's a game. That's yeah, that's a game Wheeler. when uh, that's a, right. That's a game that the, the Twins' uh, old front office used to love to play. Yeah. Um, was the like, oh well, you know, they they just they gave them you know five million more that we just couldn't do. We were we came in second. We came in <laughs> second place in that hunt, no, and like yeah. they they did that forever for like as just. I mean, and, and it's never true, and it doesn't right. matter because second place doesn't get you anything when you're trying it's to sign a free agent. Yeah. I, I would say what really sucks it is like I think like the Sox against Jerry Reinsdorf's wishes have like built like a very enjoyable place to work and and uh, <laughs> like I think guys would want to come there and like possibly I could right. see us getting some sort of like fucking like budget like kind of guy took some deferred money or you know structure the contract like one of those things like i could see maybe that happening in the future but yeah my biggest concern just in general going forward is knowing that won't happen that they're not going <laughs> to just like become the yankees even though we're in the like the fucking like one of the largest baseball markets in the country yeah, like yeah. the socks the socks have like such an incredible deal one thing to mention is the Sox actually, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf makes money from the state of Illinois when the Sox fans don't show up to the games. Hmm. So, like, I don't know how the COVID stuff worked out, but I cannot imagine that uh, he is not raking money hand over fist. Uh, and he's also, like, really old and about to die, so I don't understand why he needs more money. But <laughs> this is the man, this is a man who takes joy in breaking strikes, the union. Right. Uh, coming up with convoluted things to screw over municipal governments uh, and the baseball players' union. So, I mean, that's the game to him. Uh, it's not, not the stuff on the field. It's not anything so, on field, yeah. So, yeah, so my, my real concern is knowing, because I have interviewed with the White Sox uh, for an analytics position for a, de- a software development role, um, so I've seen uh, the internal workings and uh, and I've also been able to compare them to other teams that I've interviewed with. And, uh, yeah, we have no organizational philosophy at all. Uh, they're really just getting by. Like, their whole organizational philosophy is Coop will fix them and guys don't get injured on, a, on our team. And they, they, can't, they're not, mm-hmm. they can't build a modern 40-man roster. And that, that's, what, that's what concerns me going forward is that Coop it seems to be getting worse at developing pitching, uh, or at least, like, he isn't as magical as he used to be. And, like, so that was kind of the White Sox thing is we were able to sign kind of, like, guys that got cast off and turn them yeah. into at least, like, decent players. And yeah. I, I just don't see us doing it in the age of Moneyball anymore. Yeah. I mean, we also lost Herm Schneider, too, which was the, mm-hmm. the uh, what was his role? Something with like he was like helping. the trainer, yeah, yeah, the, the doctor, the, the team yeah. doctor. <laughs> yeah. So I remember like when when, when we lost because we he was the guy that we touted just like uh, uh, Don Cooper. So now it's like well now they don't have that to even mm-hmm. throw at us anymore. Yeah. So like that's yeah that's my biggest concern is that this is this is it this is all like there aren't really anybody back in the pipeline at this point like all the pipeline got filled with all those big trades. And that's it. They didn't develop really. They didn't turn any of those picks 
Like, they turn the pick into fucking Madrigal, and uh, what's-his-face, the shitty catcher that we have, Collins, Zach, Zach Collins. Collins. Yeah. Just total wash. Uh, fucking what's-his-face that is just bouncing all around the league, the Vanderbilt pitcher, uh, Carson, Carson Fulmer. Like, you're, Carson not, you're not shitting on Madrigal, are you? I mean, come on. He's not a fourth rounder. Or, I mean, a, f- a fourth, fourth overall. overall. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just frustrated that, like, like you were talking about earlier, it's like their their window is open and they, they blew an entire year of it. And, uh, yeah, and they have much. they have no way of opening it any further. Their 2015 Cubs season, they punted on. And so it's like, yeah. you know, like, okay, well... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just in general, they can't draft. They can't really seem to develop a farm system, and uh, this is it. But it's a lot of fun. I'm not trying yeah. to shit on it. It's the still a fun team, re- and you have is really and awesome. is coming back next year, right? Uh, if he doesn't get another divorce or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kopech, yeah, that is true. We do have Kopech coming back, which is pretty cool. Um, he's Yeah, but, I mean, I would say... The Sox are definitely going to be high on a list for people looking for a team for the playoffs. Um, they're definitely going to be, yeah, yeah, very. They're definitely going to be very trendy uh, for people for, who want to watch a fun team. I, I mean to say trendy in a bad way. They're they're trendy because they're cool and they're, so they're likable. They're fun. Yeah, they're going to be a lot of fun. I just really hope that they can figure something out. Maybe Jerry Reinsdorf dies. Is really <laughs> I. Wake up I think every that, day yeah. praying I think that's, that, that's that I good note that. to leave. It on. <laughs> yeah. All right, I think that's a good. I think that's a good note to, to leave it on. Uh, Adam and Maurice, thank you so much for coming on. You guys, uh, want to plug your plug your show here? Uh, yeah, we are Southpaws Sports on Means TV. Uh, Means TV is like a left uh, leftist uh, streaming platform. We have uh, shows like Means Morning News, which is the District Sentinel guys doing like a weekly. Uh, news recap show. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's been like wildly popular. I don't think anybody at means like thought th- that they were going to do so well with it, and they <laughs> they've just killed it. Um, not to say that they, I didn't think they were going to kill it, but I, <laughs> people love that show. And um, we uh, have like lots of documentaries. Uh, Ab- uh, Abby Martin uh, made this awesome film on the Palestinian occupation. Um, there's this really cool documentary about these things called nutrias, which are like rodents that live in New or- in the swamps in New Orleans, and they're like eating away the bayou. <laughs> and yeah, so like, it's like, yeah, it's super cool. Um, it's very funny. Uh, and then yeah, and then we do uh, we do a weekly sports show uh, starting next week, um, where yeah, we just go over all of it. Um, we don't usually go as in depth as this, which has been nice. I'm sure Maurice will agree that, like, we don't go, we don't generally. They don't let you talk. just talk about the White Sox for an hour. Yeah, well, that <laughs> too. But we usually don't get to just talk about uh, like things like what somebody's batting average was. Um, sure. Because, uh, yeah, we do generally. Uh, we we kind of just like cover. We have like lots of academics that study sports history and sports and, sports and sociology. Um, we, you know, we have, uh, deadspin writers like David Roth comes on, Gabe, Gabe Fernandez, who used to be a deadspin. He's not, I mean, nobody's hopefully a deadspin anymore, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, we have like journalists, uh, academics, uh, you know, people like you guys. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we kind of try to be like Dave Zirin if Dave Zirin like wasn't so fucking lame. So it's like about <laughs> where I would put like our That's wavelength, right. like, um, so 
yeah, we have a lot of fun on the show. So, uh, yeah, check out Means yeah, TV. Out. I think it's seven dollars a month. Um, yeah, it's something like if that. It's that, great. If that's uh, if that's too much, I know you can uh, you can DM the account uh, Means underscore TV on Twitter, and they will. Um, they'll, they, they, we want to make it work because like it's about people. Like like I mean like I just put in money for the for people that have Means subscriptions because like. I can so like we want everybody to be able to like kind of like take part in these things because like everything made on Means TV is about like is it it is made explicitly for leftists to educate themselves about other leftists and make sure that leftist content creators uh, make like a fair amount of money and like have uh, have like control over what happens with the platform so like yeah that's what we're doing so you know if that sounds cool to you please. Uh, Come and check out what we're doing. It's it's growing all the time, so it's awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. Uh, we'll have to have of you again. Thanks sometime. for having us again. All right. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> we'll do we'll do uh maybe we'll do another one of those Twitch streams sometime soon too. All yeah. right. Hell Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. Definitely have more uh, playoff preview episodes coming up. So stick around. All right.